Welcome to the Tea Talk with Germs and Riok. Pot away, bro. Then we'll wait on Pedro to get here and then fucking. He's a positive. What did you think about the Migos album? The Migos album. I loved it, bro. That shit was so hard. That was, oh, that was it hard. It was hard, right? Out of the three projects that you sent me Migos, Larry, and Kodak, Migos. And then Larry and then Kodak. <laughs> yeah, Migos. It was, was hard. hard. What did you think about the Larry album? I liked it. I kept like at least six songs out of it. There's some other songs on there. I was just like, because I'm not really that much of a Larry guy. Like, I don't really know his whole discography because, I mean, you put me on basically to him. But, like, from what I was hearing, half of it was really good. And then the other half, I was like, why is he rapping this way? Like, I don't like these beats that he's yeah. rapping over. What, yeah. are, what about you? I Dude, to me, I rated that shit like a seven. Seven? A seven, dude. Did it disappoint but you? It, I was kind of disappointed. Uh-huh. But... Larry's music, like before, it was it was trap. Oh, it was yeah. trap, Larry. Uh-huh. Like that's that's like this album was more like that and shit. So mm-hmm. that's how we came up. So and then you told me before to that me, you didn't I, like I it. Didn't like that yeah. shit. To me, I think you remember. I remember you telling me that you don't like him or didn't like him when he was doing that shit. Yeah. Until then, I heard a uh, fuck. What song did I hear? I forgot, I forgot which one it was. Uh huh. But then that's when I. Started, started getting onto him, but mm-hmm. I like that type of beat, like on some Cardo shit. Yeah, some P shit. Sledrin <laughs> fucking, um, who's the other producer? Harry Fraud. Fraud. Like, when yeah. he gets with Harry Fraud, that shit's hard. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy the album, but, like, there were some songs on there that I didn't really like. Kodak's album, I didn't really, it was all right. Dude, a little sample. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, but yeah. Kodak, dude, Kodak on, even in his last album and in this one, like, his shit isn't that catchy or, like, <laughs> Where it's boppy and shit, but it's bars. But he's he's uh he's spitting some shit. Yeah, like he's saying some serious shit in it. It's not like fucking radio shit. Like you know, it's gonna yeah, catch your yeah, attention no, at the club and nothing shit. like that. Nothing catchy, like you said, nothing catchy. But yeah, he's spitting bars on there. But how was your week, bro? I feel like it's always like it always feels like it's a long ass time Especially since I've seen you. Diet, dude. This week <laughs> I'm just getting straight in with the fucking diet. This week I think I felt defeated. I had fear in my eye. Really? Yeah. It was a Wednesday when I tweeted that shit about going bald. Bald? Yeah. Dude, because I, weeks past, I've been going hard as I think I'm going hard. Uh-huh. And I hardly dropped. And time is ticking, dude. Time is ticking. I, I check. I'm like, bro, I have not so long and I don't know what to fucking do. Yeah. And I'm about to do, like, fuck it. I'm about to do just unhealthy shit, like, for... <laughs> Like on some, you know what Sorry. boxers do, yeah, and shit like weight. that. Like just, bro. I'll just cut the shit out of it in an unhealthy way, cause I don't see this going bro. fast with the healthy way. That's exactly unless I'm doing it wrong, which I think I am. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was just like, fuck. What if I don't make it? I'm gonna just, you know, I the exact same thought. I gotta cut weight like a fucking boxer or a wrestler. I gotta cut weight. So I looked up how do you cut weight? Eat lean meats, you know, fucking hell drink water, cardio. Fucking cardio, 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 cardio. And that's what I've been doing. All I've been doing is cardio. I'll do, like, burpees here and there and shit like that. When I go to the gym, an hour of cardio. Dude, but I think that's that's what I thought, too, that we're supposed to do that. But I was hearing some shit that, like, if you lift weights, you lose yeah. more weight. Yeah. 
I've been doing. So I think I need to start. I need to start getting back to fucking lifting a little bit because I don't see myself making it, dude. <laughs> Gotta go back. And, and face if, fit. No, and if we fail, like if all of us fail, dude, that'd be embarrassing. We we have to do it. We have to go yeah, through with our shit. We're going bald. Because yeah. then no one's gonna take us serious. Uh, what I've been doing too, like when I do lifts, is I'll lift lights, but with hella reps, hella reps. So I don't know. I've heard, I've read. You know, that's why you don't build muscle. You know, yeah. you're just maintaining. You know, but burning at the same time too. That's what I've been doing. I did step on the scale earlier this week on Thursday. I woke up skinny. You woke up skinny. <laughs> did you drop some or what? I did drop some, but I felt like that's just maybe just water e- weight. Not uh, not enough to like make it right. I was just like it was. It's hard. It's yeah. a month. Dude, Ten pounds. The- it's a and long then I was time. Telling, I was telling my lady about like the ten pounds. She's like, I don't know why you why you think that would have been so easy. Like that's ten pounds. She's like, your weight like is constantly changing and shit. Yeah, and yeah it does change. Like in the morning I weigh myself. I'm light. And At night I like gained another fucking three. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. How do I go lower? I think we just have to cut weight, and then when we weigh in, it's gonna be in the morning. Oh, we <laughs> have to come in, the in at seven a.m. doing weigh-ins. <laughs> take a shit, fucking drop some ounces, <laughs> fucking go take our shirts off and shit. Dude, should we uh, should we weigh in like uh, boxers and yeah, shit dude, <laughs> in briefs do. and everything? <laughs> we We're just in it. my bathroom <laughs> just doing weigh-ins. <laughs> Hella bad lighting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Dude, no, but fucking talking about weigh-ins. Mm. Did you see, uh, let's talk about this. Hasbula? How do you feel? What do you think about celebrity Box. boxing? Fucking like, trash. What? That's your thoughts on it? Like, you, you don't like it? I mean, like, it gains attention because they're celebrities and they have popularity and all this shit. But at the same time, like, they suck. <laughs> you don't find that entertaining, though? Bro, I saw the Lamar Odom yeah, and Aaron Carter one. Did you see that shit? Mo- Aaron Carter got whopped. <laughs> fucking whopped, bro. And like you got bro, bullied in there. Yeah, and it's like and I liked watching it. <laughs> you like, like let's see this white boy I, get bullied. Like you know how obviously boxers say that it's disrespectful to the sport. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah, making I a get, mockery. And I, I don't and I don't get into that because I'm not a boxer. They're so making a I mockery of the sport. Yeah, but it's Man. fucking entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining, and I'm gonna watch. Like if, especially if they start do if this starts being a thing. And if it's someone we're into, like a celebrity we're into, a fucking Tom rapper Prince. that we're into, we're obviously going to pay the money because we're into them. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I can see that and too, I, but... I don't know. I'm all for it, dude. And they're making fucking good money. Or Logan Paul. Yeah, he made good money. What um, did you think about that fight? I just watched, like, little pieces of it, honestly. And it was it was an exhibition, right? So there was, like, no winner unless someone got knocked out. Yeah. He uh, shouldn't have been in the ring with him. It was just... I think it was just well-planned. They fucking ran with that idea, but I didn't. I didn't care for it honestly. I honestly did not care for it. What about you? Did you like I it? Thought it was entertaining. Yeah. I didn't pay for it. I streamed it. Crack streams. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly streamed it. And um, but yeah, I I thought it was fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. To stay eight rounds. With Mayweather. With Mayweather. And old Come Mayweather. On. Come on. But yeah, a boxer. So oh, I, I, I like it. I'm all for this fucking celebrity match. Who knows, dude? One day it might be like Rayok versus... Hasbula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that little guy. Dude, how old is that little guy? I see things that say he's 19. He's 19 years old. Do you know how old he is, Senpai? The Russian kid? Pedro's here. All right, let's go ahead and get into this shit. We got my lifelong friend and, as well, a weed connoisseur. Got Pedro in the building today. He works over at Wholesome Co. Cannabis. 
He's gonna teach us a couple things about weed. Let's go ahead and get into this. Just, I've been working all day, bro. That's I know. I see the the wholesome. Yeah, dude. It's like that's the thing, man. I've been working so much now too. Like it's cool though, cause um, I started off like as a butt tender, you know, just yeah. like regular like working the register. Butt tender is a name for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, legally, that's Barista. the thing. We're, we're, yeah, we're not called butt tenders. We're like agents, pharmacy agents. Uh, but in the industry, like in general, the people who like serve you up, they're known as the butt tenders. Uh huh. And that's what I started off as, but now they're kind of like moving me up to more of like an inventory kind of role mm -hmm. um, and like management oh sure like i close now oh so you know the ins and outs like kind of, yeah. learning yes yes uh, how did you get that job man oh uh, well when i was you even go apply yeah when i was in school yeah, i started because i was in college like and i uh at the time i the, it was becoming legal and there was the prop 2 campaign it was a campaign to legalize it pretty much here and I got involved with that. Because at the time when I was in college, I was a political science major. And so it's like the study of politics and government. And so, like being a college student, you're supposed to get involved with like different shit. With different right? shit, yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, it's not that you're supposed to, but it's a good idea. You know, yeah. if you're not, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What are you even go to college for, right? Yeah. Um, and so that was my thing. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in political science, government and politics. And I started to be like, okay, what, what interests me? You know what I mean? Like that can be related to government and politics. And at the time, I was doing a lot of like activism, social justice kind of stuff. Was involved with like a few of those groups. Was involved with like uh, quite a few groups that. Um, Latinos in action. Yeah, like, like <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh no! Like, <laughs> oh no! It, it's like, well, uh, like well, there who were the hell much, did we bring? <laughs> there, there are pretty much groups that were designed to to um, help like kids that were like the first in their families to go to college to help that. Uh, experience be a little more smooth because yeah. it, it's different, uh -huh. right? It's hard. I feel like I needed a group like that. That's not uh, my experience. We, we needed that. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, bro. Honestly, if I didn't surround myself with those groups or those people, I wouldn't have made it out of college. Because mm -hmm. it's like you need people that like look like you. You can kind of relate to of like your upbringing. Yeah. You know, you can kind of relate to like I don't know, just yeah, like, like gear up. Yeah. yeah. Like gear up have some cool tutors and shit uh -huh. that I kind of related to them and like. They, they explain shit to I'm me. one of them. In my, I'm one of them. Like, in our way, like, the way they would explain shit. Yeah, exactly. It was and helpful. Like, yeah, you, like, when, when you have that, when you have someone who you can, like, relate to that's, like, in a, like in college, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, let's be honest, like, being, like, I feel like I have a similar upbringing, at least to Riyadh, right? We kind of grew up together a little bit, like, being, like, first gen, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like, your parents are immigrants, you're the first kind of, like, American in your family, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in some cases, you're, like, the first one born here. You're the first one, like, to, to graduate high school, even. Yeah. Like, even graduating high school, that's, like, the first, right? That's so a huge imagine accomplishment. imagine going to college, so. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, so you kind of need, I feel, at least for me, like, I, I've known that there are people who, like, can do it. Like, they just like learning, and they just like fucking reading, and they just, you know, like. But some people need direction. Exactly. Help, a yeah. helping hand. Yeah, like. Show them the ropes. Exactly, and that was me. Like, if I didn't have those groups, groups like it was like Mestizo Arts and Activism, Beacon Scholars, Trio Programs, um, yeah, and, and the people that were like leading those groups, then yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, bro. So, so, so how did you like get into it? So, um, at the time, like I was in like the social justice stuff, yeah. right, and I was like, well, I'm really interested in like, like cannabis too, and like drug policy and stuff, right? Because, like, I don't know, like, I've always been fascinated by, like, cannabis, right? Yeah. Um, I just, just, like, the whole controversy behind it, like, even as a kid, just, like, 
learning how like there's people who use it and a lot of people who use it are able to keep their lives in line and are able to like succeed and do whatever they they want but then this whole stigma of like oh it's bad and you know you need to stay away from it because this and that but then you know like we grew up because i'm 24 now right and i feel like if you're 24 23 25 we grew up in high school when this shit was becoming legalized you know what I mean? So it's like a little different yeah. upbringing. Like yeah. when we were yeah. growing up, when, when by the time I was like a senior, maybe not like more like in college. So I was like, oh shit, I can actually like be a professional in the weed industry. I feel like people who are like ten years older than us, than, than us, that. didn't have that opportunity. Because it was because back then it was so frowned upon. Exactly. Like super fucking yeah. frowned upon. And, but before I even knew what weed was, they painted out to be like bad, some bad, yeah. crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, and you find that it's a plant, and it's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> And then, uh, fun fact, uh, I found relief thanks to Pedro. Right. At a very young age, he was the first one who uh, put me onto that shit. Yeah, I did. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like, like as a as a youngster, right? It's like, um, I don't know, kids, they, like, experiment with different. Like, different things, right? And cannabis can be one of those sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for me, it was just like, and just like learning more about, like, um, like really getting into music and stuff, too, right? Like, 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 um, mm-hmm. like reggae music, right? And, like, that whole vibe of, like, Rastafarianism, like, yeah. Bob Marley. And, like, learning that, like, those people actually see it more as, like, a sacrament, right? They don't even use it to get high, per se. Uh-huh. But it's just, like, it's, like, they're, like, almost like a religion. Like, when you go yeah. to church and you drink wine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, they see it as, like, well, we're using this to get closer to God and that's be in their, that state of mind. That's their wine. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm, like, okay, so how do you how do you have this group of people who does that? And then we live in a society that tells us that that's bad. Yeah. When these people are, like, doing it every day and, like, they're healthy, you know, they're thinking right, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just kind of, like, I was, okay, well, there, there's got to be something to this. And then because of that, like, it kind of helped me in school because, like, I'd always be writing papers about it, you know? I'd always be, like, tailoring, my like, my assignments to it, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be the kid writing about, you know, like present a, a special topic this mm-hmm. week and I'd be the one like presenting about like cannabis. You know what I mean? About like, <laughs> Marley? Yeah. Yeah. Who's that one kid? Yeah, and like, I just kind of kept going with it. I yeah. was like, dude, like there's a lot of information about this shit. I could legit like, and then by the time I got to college, I was writing like 10 page papers, 15 page papers, 20 page papers about this. Cannabis. And the world, you know I mean? the world just needs like people like you. Pedro, he's the future. Yeah. I keep telling him. Because the world needs up. someone to like actually put their mind into, like, something they believe is wrong and make the change. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're part of it. Yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was just like, dude, like, you know, and there's just, like, so much. And once they actually start to become legal, that's when I was like, okay, I'm doing political science. I know I'm interested in, in weed, too. It seems really cool. It's like, what if I get involved with, like, the legalization of it or, like, the politics of it, you yeah. know? Like, it has to become legal somehow, Obviously, who's going to legalize it? It's going to be the lawmakers, yeah. right? Or like some government body, you know? And that's where I'm like, cool, I have an opportunity to like get involved with like a movement maybe that's like political and is cannabis driven. So I started doing research online. And that's when I found out about groups like Normal, Marijuana Policy Project, Drug Policy Alliance. And as a college student, like my first, no, it was like my second, third year. That was really exciting because I was like, holy shit, I think I found what I want to do with my life. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to college. I found out that there's these groups that are all about policy, drug policy, mm-hmm. and they all have the degrees that I'm getting right now, you know? So I was like, I think I found it. I think I know what I want to do, you know? So I just mm-hmm. kept riding that wave. And then um, I found out that at the time, it was like around 2017, 2018, there was a campaign going on to legalize medical here in Utah. Yeah, right. 
And at the time, it wasn't like the lawmakers were going to like write the law and pass it. It was like a ballot initiative. And so what that is, is kind of like when the people of the state uh, kind of take matter into their own hands and try and pass a law themselves. And so how that happens is that you need to sometimes, like here in Utah, for example, you need to get enough signatures from people in the state so that the the question can come up on the ballot later on that says, do you want to legalize you know, medical cannabis, yes oh, or no? Okay. And so, you know, for like a year and a half, we were just like campaigning, you know, like getting the word out, getting people to sign the petition. Yeah. I can't remember, it was like a couple hundred thousand signatures that we needed. And when we got them, we got we like a whole You had a whole ass more. packet, I remember, because yeah. I, I signed it, and then you had a whole ass fucking packet of signatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had like a little, little booklet, and I yeah. was getting everybody, like the homies, and a lot of people. It was cool, because it was like... on the front lines. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> and it's cool, because it's like, uh, now looking back... Um, it, it was because to sign a petition, you have to be a registered voter. Yeah. So, like, we, we were going up to, like, a lot of the homies, you know, I mean, a lot of people who, like, never even voted before, yeah. and all of a sudden, they wanted to vote, for you know? And that was cool, because it's like, oh, do you want to vote for medical cannabis, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, I'm down. And I'm like, okay, but you have to become a registered voter, yeah. you know? I, I can register you right here, right They're now. Like, oh, it's really you're easy. Doing, you're doing too much now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a license. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but, like, like, like for... Um, like, it's really easy to get someone registered. You know what I mean? Just have yeah. to have the forms on you. You fill them out. Yeah, but you turn on the homies to fucking yes. get registered to vote. So in order to be able to vote mm-hmm. to pass medical yes. cannabis. Yes. Nice. And so I, I did that with a lot of friends. That in school. I was doing it, like, in fucking, like, Walmart parking lots, outside of bars. Front lines, bro, I tell you. The front oh, fucking Oh, yeah, lines. I even got to Damn. go to a rave. Oh, yeah, I remember. I saw energy, you. Energy, yeah, I just standing. Yeah, I had a standing. Yeah, I had a little hut and everything, bro. Yeah. I was collecting signatures, telling people you. about, you know, like, uh, medical cannabis and why Utah needs it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, dude, so, so you yeah. were really a part of this he was shit. In the, he was in the trenches. He was you in the really, field, bro. You were really a part of this so, shit. So, yeah, and then it fucking, it passed. It got legalized. Um, yeah, long story short, it got legalized. We have a program. It got officially legalized in 2018. That's when medical cannabis became legal in Utah. But stores didn't open until March of last year, Damn. March of 2020. Yeah. And that's a trend that happens with most states that legalize. You'll see them legalize one year, and then they won't have stores open until like a year or two later. Mm-hmm. And that's just like natural. You know, it's just the building of a new industry. Yeah. You know, it's part of the game. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like imagine when alcohol first became legal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was like almost like 100 years ago now. But like we're, we're kind of going through that right now with, with cannabis, you know? Prohibition is ending. Yeah, we're, oh. we're, we're in the, the beginning of the end of prohibition. How long until recreational could come to Utah? Come to Utah. So, is, that, is that even in the works or? So it's tricky because um, federally, it, like uh, cannabis is still illegal, right? Like across the whole country, like federal law, right? Mm-hmm. But... Like, in the U.S., we have, like, federal law and then state law, right? Federal law, like, tops everything, right? But then each state can also, like, make their own little laws, right? Yeah. And so a good example is, like, with the alcohol. Like, you go to other states, you can buy, like, liquor and wine at the grocery store. Here in Utah, you can't. Yeah. So even if the federal government were to legalize cannabis at the federal level, states can still dictate what they want to do regarding that substance. Gotcha. So let's say the federal government legalizes it. Utah can still do something weird with what they have with alcohol. And like say, well, yeah, we're going to legalize yeah, recreational cannabis, but it's only going to be sold at state licensed stores. Oh, and it's, okay. you know, maybe they'll have like caps or something. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I don't see Utah going all out, kind of like how Cali, Colorado. Maybe they, yeah, because because Cali, there's just so many dispensaries oh, now, like bro. so many yeah. shit. And then and it's like private owned and shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then not only that too, but like if you look at the map, like recreational states are, you know, like Utah is just like surrounded by all these recreational states: mm-hmm. Nevada, Colorado, Cali. No, not Idaho. I don't believe so. No. But Arizona, uh-huh. Arizona, right? Yeah, Arizona, and New Mexico. Rec- yep, New Mexico. New Mexico We're surrounded by everybody. Yep. We're just mm-hmm. like here's, a, here's another question I wanted to ask you too. I don't know if you know about this or like get into deep with that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, I always hear people talking about how like the church always has a lot of saying with what goes down in here, and I I, I don't know shit. You know, mm-hmm. like I just go by what I see. Is that really true? Like, how how much does the church really have to do with? Um, how shit goes here. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, just in general, the, the, I feel like the church kind of has a lot to do with, you know, what Utah does what goes on. in general. Yeah, you know what I mean? The it's lawmakers just, are all Mormon. Yeah, I mean, just the fact, yeah, that, like, majority of the legislature, I believe, like, 80 or 90% of the state legislature is, uh, is, is LDS, you know? And even just the population here in Utah, yeah. like, about 60% of Utahns are LDS, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I feel like there's definitely still, um, you know, like a lot of power. Um, I don't know, like you know, from, from the LDS community. You they have know, a grip on, on yeah, society. It's a yeah, big on, barrier on, to break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, big. But I mean, you barrier. know, like things seem to be changing little by little. You know what I mean? Like at least like medical cannabis, like we have it now. Like no one really yeah, found that and, I don't think people realize how, like, I think that's big, dude. That's a big I step. never would I ever thought that shit would be going on here. Exactly. But thanks to Pedro. <laughs> thanks to Pedro. Now, now to get it. a to get a medical card, what do you what do you need? Yeah. So that's uh, how do you how do you do that? Yeah, it can be a little bit of a of a process, right? So you have to have a medical condition. Um, there's a I believe a total around like fourteen conditions on the list. But if you go to the Utah Department of Health, Utah Department of Health, Utah Department of Agriculture, those are the two agencies that oversee the Utah Medical Cannabis Program. Right, so if you were to go to online and just go to like Department of Health, Department of Agriculture, you'll find all the information there is to know about Utah's medical program. But from what I know, um, the the condition that people tend to get their card for the most is pain. So according to Utah law, if you have pain lasting longer than two weeks, you can qualify as a medical cannabis patient. Huh. Chronic pain. pain. Break a leg. Yeah, and so that that's what I have my medical they give cannabis. Me perks instead. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, nah, you ain't getting no fucking medical weed. <laughs> You're getting perks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I got my card for, for yeah, for pain, you know, uh-huh. for, for chronic pain. Like, uh, I get pain on my knees, like um, skating, you know, skateboarder for years, in and out, growing up. And joints. I still do it. Yeah, I still do it from time to time. I, I like literally just get fucking knee pain from from time to time, mm-hmm. standing around and or even just sitting down. And, and it helps. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it helps. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and even just like sometimes I'll get like back pain too, like lower back pain. Um, and nothing else seems to help like cannabis does. And, but as long as you have one of those conditions and then let's say you have, you, let's say you have pain, right? If you have paperwork and previous medical history to back it up, even better. If you already have your personal doctor that you already go to and stuff and you already visit, yeah. you can just bring it up to them and say, hey, like... I've been having pain, you know, for a couple of years now. Like, what do you think about medical cannabis? And then they can um, write you uh, kind of like a like a prescription. Or yeah, because they go, you slide dog. Die. <laughs> well played. And, well played. And, yeah, so that, that's one route. It's like going through your personal doctor. The other route, which is how most people do it, is um, 
And they have like these little like they're kind of like 420 clinics um, where one of them's called Empathetics, another one's called like Utah Therapeutic Health Center, I believe. But they're like these different little they're not businesses, right? Because they don't sell products, but like, they have like a little location and everything. You go there. But what they do, you go there and they have doctors there that are ready to give people cards. So like in Cali? Kind of. Kind of. So, so you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've I never, I never been a medical cannabis I, patient in Cali. I haven't yeah. shopped medical in Cali. But I've heard. Yeah. But, but I, I, so I wouldn't know. But like here, like you, you go, you know, to, to that spot. Um, you wait your, your turn. They call you up. You tell them your your condition, <laughs> how it works for you. <laughs> like, bro, what? That's in your back. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, like pretty much, um, if if the doctor thinks that you're you're fit, I mean that your condition applies to it, they'll, they'll give it to you. But the thing uh-huh. is, it's kind of pricey. If you go through your doctor, like option one, yeah. then, then your doctor just kind of writes it for you, and there's no fee. Do you just pay to renew it? Yeah. But if you go through those clinics, since it's like a little easier, kind of. Um, they'll okay. charge you 220 Okay. You know what I mean? And then you have to pay the state, like, I think, like, another 15 to get your card, and mm-hmm. then you renew it, like, every, like, the, you renew it for three months, then for six months, and then I think, like, a whole year. Okay. And then with that, too, so with, obviously, medical cannabis, mm-hmm. have you ever heard, like, any stories, like, with people, like, jobs discriminating against people per the use of weed? Because, obviously, a lot of people take drug tests. Yeah. To go to, it might be a silly question, but like, is there discrimination? Have you ever heard of discrimination? Like, oh, you, you test positive for weed, but isn't like, there's like HIPAA against yeah. that shit, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not super sure about the whole like HIPAA thing, but I do know that like according to Utah law, don't don't quote me on this, I have to re- review it, but yeah. from what I remember, I think it says that um, private employers can still like, fire you pretty much if you use if you, you use medical cannabis because although you're like a medical cannabis patient yeah um like the employer has, like the, the, employer ha- has the right to like i mean they can choose not to too like if they're yeah. cool with it they're cool with it mm-hmm. um but if they wanted to I they, think could. they could, I think they could. Uh, unless you're a state employee gotcha kind of fucked up okay. right because like, like if you work for the state i don't know let's say like if you're a teacher uh, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, like like if you're, you're yeah. I don't know, like if you're, if you're an employee from the city, you work for the city council. You know, yeah. you're a, a lawmaker, um, you're a staffer. You know, for like a city council person, um, I, I think those are the only people that are protected. Mm. Um, I need to double check, mm-hmm. but from what I remember, I think that that's that's kind of. Is there shit. is there any restrictions with having a medical card, like with getting other things, like oh. Like, let's say, because I heard this. I don't know if it's true. Someone told me that you can't get your uh, your freaking carry license cause if you have a medical card. Is that true? Uh, kind of. Kind of. Because there is a way around it. Um, it's one of those things. It's, like, it's really complicated because Utah, the way they legalized it, because Utah is, like, a very progressive state when it comes to guns. Mm-hmm. Like, for yeah, some reason, right? Yeah, so that people, like, Utah's like their guns. And because of that, they legalize it in a way so that, like, some patients can, like, get to keep their guns. Mm-hmm. So, from what I've heard from other patients, it's easier... If you're if, white. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... It's easier if you're white. Besides that, like... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hit the bell on the head, boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but besides that, it's, it's easier if, if you already have a weapon, if you already have your, your gun... 
and then you'll get your medical card. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? So go, go yeah, that cause, route. Cause yeah, that, go that route there'll be first. a fucking process, like, oh, we got to strip your license. Yeah. And shit, you yeah. Know? Like, like it's, yeah, I think it's honestly easier, like, if, if, if you're, if you already have, like, you know, your strap and you have everything all dialed in, you got your paperwork and everything. Yeah. And then you go and try and become a patient after that. Gotcha. Because I think where, where people get caught up is of, like, trying to buy the weapon, there's, like, certain, depending on where you get it, there's, like, certain questionnaires you mm-hmm. have to fill out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think part of those questionnaires are like if you've ever violated federal law or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 100% sure what those questions are. But like because cannabis is still federally illegal, that's yeah. where like the, the problem is. Gotcha. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I can carry my musket with me. <laughs> <laughs> with an ounce in your other yeah. pocket. <laughs> Bro, but like. Look, like looking back, like how you grew up and everything, I'm not sure if it's something that you want to edit out too. But I remember, like growing up, you you told me like when we were in school, like you you used to show me fucking videos on your iPod mm-hmm. of your family members out in California who grew. Yeah, man. Um, so in in California, um, back in like the late 2000s or so, I don't know how it is now, but like people were able to grow. Um, for medical, right? Yeah. And if you live like kind of like in rural areas, like Northern Cali, mm-hmm. uh, you were... Salad bowl? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> different counties had like yeah. different rules. And I think like if you live like in one of those rural areas, you were able to grow like like quite a few plants. Humboldt like, County? Like, 25 plants or so, right? And um, yeah, I don't know. I just um, happened that I had some family members back in the day that were medical cannabis patients and... Uh, they had it had a little grow, and it was the first time I saw it, like you no know, face to face. And yeah, I was like still kind of a kid. I was like in middle school. Dog, you're like um, we were thirteen, fourteen, and you came back and you showed me. The, I think it was like summer vacation. Yeah. And we came back <laughs> in the eighth grade. Yeah. And you showed me all the videos, like all the plants, the grow off, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like from a really young age, like I was. It was like like not embedded, but like you were like you you saw it. You yeah, yeah, like, I saw it, like, you know, like I saw it, like, in plant form and everything, which is pretty cool, because I feel like a lot of people don't even, like, see weed in plant form until like, they're, like, adults. Yeah. You know yeah, what that I mean? Was like, me. That was me. <laughs> I, I never knew, like, that's how it came. I, for some fucking reason, I thought, like, the actual leaf yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, would get smushed or something. <laughs> like, that's what I used to think, and then until I saw, like, a picture of, like, the bud hanging from there, I was like, oh, this was kind of, like, fruit. <laughs> the flower, no, yeah, exactly. the flower, yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing, it's, like, with, um... With weed, right? It's um, cannabis. Yeah, cannabis. With, with cannabis, it's like what gets, what gives us relief, what gives us the head change when you consume it. It's not the actual plant material; it's the oil that's on the bud. You know what I mean? And so that, that's why, like, yeah, so that's why it concentrates, like, like dabs and stuff. It's just straight oil that's removed from the plant material. Mm. You know what I mean? The pesticides. No wonder I hit, I hit a cloud twenty with that. Put <laughs> <laughs> the pesticides, the phoenix flexing. Yeah, man, and it's like specifically the trichomes, like on the buds that carry all of those oils. You know, the the, the THC, the CBD, the terpenes. It, it's those little tiny, uh, like mushroom-looking, transparent. Uh, Tiny little things. Yeah. You know, like if you zoom in, just. A little crystals? Yeah, like little crystals. They look like tiny, like transparent mushrooms. Oh. And uh, if you zoom in, they're called the trichomes. And inside of them, that's where like all the oil is. Jesus Christ. You know? So, so are you are you pretty hands on with where you work at right now? Like do you do you grow it? Are you hands on with things or? Uh no, not like not like super. I I've done a little bit of hands on stuff, but like what my my role is, for example, like I'm a pharmacy agent at the at the shop. 
And so what that is, um, pretty much I'm, I'm uh, kind of like a butt tender, right? Um, so in the beginning, I was like um, helping out customers, ringing them out and everything, explaining to them. Like the people would come up to me and, and like after their visit with the pharmacist, I'm like, hey, the pharmacist recommended this and that. Like, you know, what do you what do you think? Like, yeah, you know, this would be good. You're trying to use it for sleep. Mm-hmm. Use these products. You're trying to use it for daytime. Use these products. If you're trying to avoid a head change, avoid THC. Maybe stick to CBD. Like stuff like that. Just like guiding the, the, can- the cannabis uh, connoisseur. Connoisseur. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know this fucking shit for reals. Yeah, bro. Just like guiding people on like what they should use, right? Um, and then um, now I'm kind of like a little more working with like management and inventory. Like whenever we receive new products from different vendors. Whenever like, we receive the pack. Yeah, the pack. Yeah, bro. Whenever <laughs> we see the pack, uh, sometimes I'll be there to, to receive it, greet the vendor. Smell it. Chop it up. Now is this grown here? Yeah. So all uh, cannabis in every state where it's legal has to be grown and produced in that state. In that state. Because of the federal illegality. There can be no uh, crossing of the state lines. Yeah, no, no crossing of state lines. So every state that has legal weed has to grow it and produce it in that state. Hmm. If we were to have federal legalization, that could be a thing. We could be getting like Cali weed, legally, Oregon weed, legally. And with you working, obviously, in the dispensary, what is um, what's your favorite weed, bro? Your favorite marijuana? For sure. So there's a couple of different strains. Or like out your there. favorite products, yeah. Your favorite products. Oh, in for general. sure. My my products, uh, always been the flower, man. The flower for sure. I've always been a fan of flower. It just kind of contains all the. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like it's the natural, the most natural medicine in its the, most natural the state. Bubba, sour <laughs> diesel. <laughs> Number thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> Gelato thirty three. Um, yeah, like flower, concentrates. I love concentrates especially. Um, but yeah, like the the there's a strain. Uh, I'll mix up the names, man. Yeah, for real. The growers, so that's that's the thing. It's like people people don't just like come up with like these names. It's, like, it's not just like the the people that are like buying it. It's like usually like the breeders, right? So there's people who like. It's their brand. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, for example, a lot of the stuff who that's made grown, a Zaza. <laughs> Zaza. <laughs> who thought of Zaza? Twenty one Savage. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of the stuff that's grown from cookies. It's grown from like these breeders called uh, Powers Ups. C Junkie JBZ, um, those are the only. Oh, and Jiga Jiga four fifteen. You can follow them on Instagram, but like they're they're more like low, like not as well known people. Yeah. But like those are the people that are actually like making new strains. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those are the so people the that are giving you the names. Yes. And like the, yes. Wow, they're and scientists or bot. What's it called? Botanists. Yes. Yeah. So do it's you like, like do you like burner? Yeah. Bro, yeah I like burner. That's yeah. A, that's this is the future burner. I keep telling him one day he will partner up with him and open up a cookie store here in Utah. That, One day it will happen. The burner on T-Talk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, if I ever get the opportunity, fuck yeah, bringing him in. Dude, I'm telling you, one day you will work with him. I'm telling you. But, yeah, man, fuck, I forgot what we talking about. What were we talking about? I'm not even no, I lost fucking. I'm not even blind, bro. Isaac. And in other states, the funny thing is they'll cap most edibles at uh, 100 milligrams a package. And then here are there a thousand or some shit. Four hundred. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. So like, like in, oh, in a lot of other states, I, I I think there are a couple of states we can get like higher than a hundred, but I think most. I mean, like Washington, for example, I know, and a couple of others. Like it's only like ten milligrams per like gummy, right? Or yeah, per yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Here in Utah, we have some that are like forty milligrams per gummy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know I've had some in Cali that just the uh, they're ten milligrams. 
Yeah, me too. Per, yeah, and mm-hmm. honestly, bro, 10 milligrams, if you're a daily user, that's not really going to... No, nah, you need it down two. Yeah. You need it down two, honestly. Yeah. No, yeah, like, it's, it's a very small dose, you know what I mean? For yeah. me, though, like, 10 milligrams, they say it's 10 milligrams. Like, how do you really know? So, but, who... It knocks me on my ass. Who do they? Where do they make the edibles around here? Like bakeries. Like, <laughs> is it like a bakery type? Of no, thing? So not a bakery. Well, yeah, that very cross. Do they have a, like cookies and stuff? No, no. So just like gummies. Yeah, just gummies. In Utah, the only edibles that are allowed are gummies. Gummies. Like just gummies. Yeah, and so the way the industry was set up here is that um, um, they allow for people to apply for licenses, like business licenses, of different tiers of the industry. Right. So there's like or different categories. Right. So there's like the category of cultivation. Right. So that's like growing the actual bud. You know what I mean? And Utah legalized it a little weird where like they they capped the licenses of cultivation at eight. So there's only eight businesses that are allowed to grow here in Utah until maybe there's some change. And, you know, I mean, they, they allow more. But currently there's only eight cultivators allowed to grow. And then there's 14 uh, dispensaries, which are the retail licenses, that they allowed 14 businesses to apply for those retail licenses. And then there's processors. I'm not sure the the number of processors, but I think there's they can be like a bit more. And so the cultivators are the people that grow it. The processors are the people that process plant material into other products like cartridges, concentrates, edibles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. The retail, which is, like, the, the actual dispensary yeah. where, like, you go and buy it. Um, I had a question, too. So, with... Because I've seen all these, like, CBD shops pop up throughout the fucking valley. Like, is that trustworthy? Are those CBD shops trustworthy? No. Or even, like, these online places? They uh, they, they are to an extent. Uh, ask for a, um, a COA, a, cer- a certificate of analysis. If they can't provide you a certificate of analysis, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't no. trust them. Okay. Because that's how you know that their products are actually being tested by a lab and they're showing you, you know, all the, the chemicals. So it's like legit, obviously. Yes. They have the reporting yes. behind it and everything. Yeah, and then that's the thing with, like, with CBD and, like, why, like, you know, like, being, like, in this uh, end of prohibition. Yeah. Things are weird, man. Like, things are, it's kind of like a gray, not a gray market, but, like, th- that's why I feel like there's a lot of the CBD craze. Because there's a lot of room for people to start businesses. Make money. Off and make it. money and not have it be regulated. Because, for example, like, CBD, since, like, 2018 or so, it has been, like, quote-unquote federally legal. Mm-hmm. Like, or any, any uh, like, cannabis plant that's below 0.3% THC. Because it's not, it's not going to get you high. It's just, like, people yeah. use it for pain. Yeah. But the thing is, although federal law says that, might say that, oh, anything below 0.3% um, is, uh, okay. is okay or whatever, the FDA, the the... Like, all these other agencies that oversee, like, products for human consumption haven't dialed out, like, uh, like, uh, steps of, of, like, how to produce this safely. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, like, anything, like... Regulation, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, most of the stuff you go to the store and you buy, like, most of that shit's, like, FDA approved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a lot of companies, if they want to make a product that's for human consumption, they have to have, like, guidelines that says, oh, okay, you're going to make it, you can't use these chemicals, you can't stay do it away this from way. this, stay away from that, yeah. And because the all guidelines. this is so new... They don't know. They don't know, and they haven't come out with, like, you know, like, a, a major body of science, a major body of government 
still hasn't come out with like regulations regulations of how to like go about CBD, how to go about THC. That's yeah. why if you go to like different states, they all have different rules. You know what I mean? And even for like when it comes to like 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 consumption like stuff. Like for example, like I think Colorado and California, I don't, I'm not sure if it's those specific states, but there are two states in the US when it comes to concentrates that have two different rules that apply to uh, residuals mm-hmm. left. So for example, like when, when we dab shatter, um, shatter or like other stuff that's made from like butane, mm-hmm. like butane hash oil, you have to put the bud through that chemical, right? Like butane or CO2. And then like what that chemical does, it goes into the, the bud, disperses the trichomes and releases the oil inside the trichomes. Mm-hmm. And then you're left with all that oil and then you vacuum out all the, the chemical, right? The butane or the CO2, mm-hmm. and you're left with all that sticky, like, like yeah, like, which is the shatter. You know, yeah. it's, it's a concentrate that's left behind. But you have to test that shit, you know what I mean? To see how much residual of butane is left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, there could be, like, a little bit left. And you have to keep purging it, purging it out until you know that there's, like, until it's down to a level that's safe for human consumption. Yeah. And I believe, like, one state has it, like, at 400. Another state has it like at a hundred or something like that, you know what I mean? So they have PPMs, like parts per million of, of a butane left over in the concentrate, hmm. right? So it's I don't know that that's just like an example of like how. So there could be deadly dab. So how how deadly dab? So is that how uh, fake carts started coming around? Kind of, yeah, how, yeah. How Let's did talk fake about carts that. Start coming yeah, around? yeah. So like just just a heads up, like um, if, if you're getting Cartridges anything from from, from the, like a licensed dispensary, it, it won't be deadly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, like, let's talk about the cart thing because, uh, yeah, I think like, it was about a year ago, a couple years ago. Shit's been going on. Shit. Yeah, Dude. shit was going around. So convenient, too. Yeah, like, That's the downside carts to it. were popping. Everybody wanted to, you know, to, to puff on them because it's so easy, it's so convenient. But then it started to get weird because it was like you started to see these brands that were almost too good to be true. They Supreme. had like little fucking Mario Kart on there. Yeah, the Fortnite. Fortnite. It's like, wait a minute. Does Nintendo know this is going on? Does, does Kellogg's know? You know what I mean? Are like, they getting their percentage? Yeah, like, and that's how you know shit's fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gucci branded fucking yeah. vape carts. Gucci doesn't have a deal with any fucking major like cannabis business, bro. That's how you know shit's fake. Yeah, yeah. They don't have. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so obvious mm-hmm. at this point like yeah, I don't know like like if you're not I don't know man like it's like it's kind of obvious you know what I mean yeah. like bro come on but it's on you at that point yeah. but also I think it hit like the wave was super bigger with younger kids oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. like high schoolers like, just cause they could take it to school mm-hmm. and shit like that and they're obviously they're not all the way developed to like yeah, they see yeah, a fucking car. Oh, this is sick. Yeah. This is a fucking. Uh, Don't get me high. What yeah, do they have? Exactly. A Fortnite one. Mm-hmm. Supreme. Phoenix Supreme Flexing. ones. Yeah. So here, here's the, the Phoenix thing. flexing one. Do you think that was fake? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but imagine if we had cards in school. We missed that wave. Imagine if yeah, we had the yeah. fucking cards. And that's good that we missed that fucking wave, yeah. bro. Because that shit's dangerous. Like, first of all, like it was kind of creeping up already when we were in high school, though. At the tail end, for I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't remember it. I'm a little older. But, you know, <laughs> but, yes, it was, it was you know. No, yeah, because, like, what, what carts are, just in general, cartridges in, in the weed industry, yeah. what they are, what they're equivalent to in the meat industry, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, okay. they're just, it's just like it, it, It's the leftovers. <laughs> it, it's the trim. It's horse. In some cases, I don't know, it, it, it's just, like, a lot of the stuff that didn't get used or like like weed, yeah, or like like buds, you know, that, that didn't make it all the way. 
you're just getting a bunch of biomass or bioass. You know what I mean? A bunch of bioass, a bunch of stuff that, you know what I mean? Like wasn't good. Good. You know so, what I mean? so, but you can still get THC out of it. Uh, you can still get cannabinoids out of it. So you know do you what I mean? think uh, think consuming Plants. carts long term is bad for you? That's a good question because we know we know that people have been uh, consuming cannabis, like actual cannabis, by like actually like smoking it, right? For like thousands of years. We know that people have been doing that for thousands of years. No one has ever fucking died. Carts? Carts have only been around for like 10 years, bro. Mm -hmm. Do we have that same history of 100, 1,000 year history of people consuming that and see what the long terms are? We don't. We don't know. And Mm -hmm. another thing about the carts, the hardware, bro. Where is that hardware coming from? Mm -hmm. When when the oil touches the hardware and it goes at a high temperature, does that trigger a chemical reaction? That you're you're consuming a different chemical yeah. at that point than it was when it was like just the oil itself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I Don't mean? Don't know. All these different variables, and that that's why I like. I'm not gonna say I like I hate cards, but I have a hard time kind of like Phoenix, embracing I them. Hate you. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I have a hard time embracing them and like being like, yeah, like cards are cool. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. There's so many variables. But you can like, yeah, cards are cool. They're convenient. That's yes. the thing. They're convenient. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like you can never just go wrong with. Flower. Or original yeah, flower, flower. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's what's been around the longest. It's what people have been using around for the most. Or edible, just fucking eat that shit. Yeah, or edible, or, or concentrates, bro. Concentrates are actually the best way to go. Like solventless concentrates, uh-huh. right? Because there's like solvent-based concentrates and there's solventless concentrates, right? Two different uh-huh. camps. Okay. And so pretty much you're trying to remove the oil from the plant material, and you do it with the help of a, of a solvent like CO2 or butane, or you do it naturally. But the, the, which is cool, like if you do a solvent list, like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of hash. Yeah, yeah, hash, hashish. Hash, hashish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it's it's known, it's better known like in an old world term. People would think they think hash, they think of like this brown looking kind of mm-hmm. thing. But nowadays, like people have really like switched the, the fucking script, and they're making like hash rosin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like six star hash, and like hash that looks like fucking like white, looks like sand. Oh, you know what shit. I mean? And you press that. And you get hash rosin, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and and like and to make the hash, what you do is you throw a plant material in like with ice and ice water, and you like agitate it. Uh huh. Remember those little trichomes I was talking about in the beginning? Those little like mushroom-looking things. Yeah. Yeah. So, because cannabis resin is an oil, oil and cold water don't mix. You know what I mean? So if you throw like the the buds into ice cold water and you agitate yeah. it. The trichomes become brittle and they break off and they sink, and then so you, you get your what is called the bubble bags, right? And so you'll throw the, the 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 bud, the ice, the water inside a bucket. You put your bubble bags on there, and there's like different bags with different uh, screen sizes, different micron screens, right? You'll, you'll get like a total of like anywhere from like four to eight bags, and as you're doing the wash, the trichomes are falling through those bags, and at the bottom. Like the seventy micron through the one twenty oh, micron. Oh, like they're like big ass fucking like huge ass fucking like containers, right? Uh, they they can be. I've seen. I've you, seen. you can do it at home too. Yeah. You can do like anywhere from like a five gallon, a, a twenty gallon, a one gallon. Like big ass barrel. That's yeah, big ass and they're just like before. stacked on top of each other. Gotcha. Yeah, you'll yeah, see someone yeah, kind of like, like stirring yeah, it, yeah, stirring yeah, yeah. it. You know, okay. and then you'll you'll remove the top bag, uh-huh. and then like each layer has like what looks like sand at the bottom, and you'll like take it out of the water. You'll collect that sand. Put it aside, freeze dry it, yeah. and what all that sand is is the trichomes that are falling off the plant. So think about it this way: if, if you have an apple tree, right, and they say like you're shaking the tree, 
and and the ripe apples are falling off. Yeah. That's what you're doing when you're making hash. Mm-hmm. You know, think of it as like the bud being the tree, mm-hmm. and the trichomes being the fruit on the tree, because that, that's really what we want. You know, yeah. we don't want plant material. We want the oil that's yeah. on the plant. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so going back, I'm gonna get back to this. Um, going back to how we were talking about edibles and stuff, and you said there's only eight allowed. Let's say someone edibles knows how to make edibles. Yeah. Okay. Let's say someone knows how to make edibles. Can they simply just apply to be another supplier, or like does it have to be all state? So you said uh, eight allowed. Yeah. You, didn't you say there? Yeah. Eight yeah allowed? I mean, uh, cultivators. Cultivators. Oh, okay. Cultivators, yeah, people yeah, yeah. that are growing. But um, you know, I, I really don't know the process. Like, if someone, from what I understand, the Utah cannabis industry is kind of like capped. Like right now, you can't really just like join in mm-hmm. unless it's kind of like an opening. Long you know ass I mean? wait list, I bet. Exactly, and even if there were to be an opening, it's gonna be the people that are already in the industry. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, so do you think it's super hard for a brother? <laughs> oh yeah, to get in or that a sister. Industry? Oh yeah, sister. It, it's it's super super hard, especially because yeah, like the way that Utah legalized it, it's like it's almost like monopolized, right? It's like yeah. it's like there's not enough like competition you know there's like very few companies you know what i mean like i can like yeah i can name like they come from the same tree um yeah yeah so like if you go to like the utah dispensaries right now like if you go to like three different ones you'll find a lot of the same products yeah you know what i mean because our industry is just that small we're we're, we're new like there's not a lot of variety yet it's part of the game part of the game yeah and i think it's only going to get better that's why we have people like you in the front yes. lines, bro. Yes, yeah. Stay, is, there, is there any organization? Uh, how you say? It? Organization. Organizations going around. I just delete that shit. <laughs> going around that people could support and shit to benefit, you know, recreational or something like that. Yeah, is I mean, some going on right now. Yeah, just in general, like like if you want to just follow like normal. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. Plug your shit. Yeah. Pedro eighteen Rasta. There you go. Follow me. <laughs> But uh, besides that, Normal is a really good organization. Um, you know, they're the ones that I that I interned for and got my start with. I don't think I talked about my internship with them. No, like, we yeah, we didn't. We just like we touched we on should. a bit. Like we yeah, we we'll, should, we we'll get into that. Yeah, 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 for sure. But Normal would be a good resource. You know, they're like the most oldest political organization that represents your average consumer of cannabis. You know, like yeah. they're they're out there in in, in Washington D.C. You know, representing you know the average consumer. Mm-hmm. Marijuana Policy Project is another one. Drug Policy Alliance. And these are more, more like the major groups that like, spend a lot of time on D.C. trying to like you know pass federal kind of stuff. But then locally, there's uh, the Utah Patients Coalition. You know, which is kind of the group that started the campaign. They're still around. You can follow them on social media, see what they're up to, um, and then. Um, just following like like the, the dispensaries, you know, there's like actual dispensaries nowadays that you can follow on social media. Like, even if you're not a patient, you know, yeah. if you want to just keep up with like what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, you can just like plug in by like following some of these like brands, some of these dispensaries and kind of tap in to see what's going wholesome. on. Wholesome. Yeah, follow Wholesome, you know, follow these other uh, brands online and yeah, so. But let's, let's like you said, let's touch upon that because like I remember you, you went to Washington, D.C., you had your internship with Normal, and you do you were doing your thing over there. So how did how did that play out, like bro? Like how did you even get that internship? Yeah, with them? yeah. So, 
again, going back to like my, my college experience being like political science major, right, government and politics and stuff. And at the time it was like when I first found out about groups like Normal and Marijuana Policy Project and what Normal stands for, it's like N-O-R-M-L, it's a national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. Mm-hmm. And um, so at the time I was talking with like an advisor and I, I kind of expressed my interest, like, hey, like, I know this might sound kind of weird, but I've thought about it really seriously, and I think I want to get into the cannabis industry after I graduate, Mm -hmm. you know, or at least be involved with, like, cannabis-related policy or industry after I graduate, you know, that's that's what I want to do. You know, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's really cool, man, like, I think we can, you know, make it work, like, have you looked into any, like, if there's any organizations you can enter for, and so at the time, they were trying to get me, like, an internship, because I was, like, in my third, like, going into, like, my third year, and they're like, oh, you know, it's that time you should start making connections so that when you graduate, you'll know who to contact, you know, and blah, blah. And it was this one advisor I was working with at the time, and he was like, you know, you should try and like, get an internship with one of these places that, like, meets your interest. And I found out about Normal, and I, I saw that they had an internship position mm-hmm. on their website. I applied. Um, and it was a kind of a lengthy process, about a two-month process to kind of, like, do the whole thing, send my papers, send my application out, hear back from them, yeah. got a phone interview and everything. Um, and yeah, I, I pretty much, I got it. I, I was like, uh, you know, an intern in their office, doing everything from like answering phone calls to um, you know, filling out like spreadsheets, going to events, networking, um, ta- ta- no, talking to people that would call and like ask random questions about like, hey, is this bill passing or you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, updating our website, uh, you know, just little tasks like here and there, mm-hmm. and it was like in Washington D.C. as I was like really fucking. Well, dope. You met Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah that's right. I met Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I ran into Bernie. I met him. We got a picture and everything. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like a really cool moment because I was like, holy fuck! Like it, if it wasn't for He's my like, intro, like real. <laughs> 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 oh hell no! Yeah, like if it wasn't for my interest in cannabis, was he chill? Yeah, no, oh, wait, he was, but um, I kind of got, like, a, a little bit of a grumpy vibe uh, from him. Oh, I don't know if it was just because he was, like, you know, he's a senator and he's always busy he's and, like, he has shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed all... like he was, like, really fucking, yeah. like, okay, yeah, take your picture and, like, let's go. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. But he was nice. But he, uh-huh. he was like, yeah, yeah, let's go, come on, let's do this. Like, hey, thank you. Let's, let's take a picture. <laughs> 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 and then with that experience, like, to just open your eyes to, like, what is possible. Kind of, Yeah. What'd you take out of it? What'd you take out of it from leaving D.C. and then coming back home? Like, Yeah, man. I think what I took out of it is just kind of like, just just try shit out. Like, even if you think it's not going to work, like, shoot your shot. You know what I mean? Try it out. Like, try like, it like out. I think about, like, your guys' podcast, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, like, I'm, I'm really proud of for you guys, like, mm-hmm. doing it, because it's like, you know, we hear about a lot of people, like, oh, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do that with my life. They don't do it. Yeah, and, and they, they don't do it, right? And... Mm-hmm. I don't know, I forgot, what was the question again? What'd you take out of it? Yeah, what, yeah. I, what I took out of it, yeah, it's mostly like, you, you should shoot your shot, like, if you're interested in doing something with your life. You know, if you, if you think, man, this sounds cool, and what if I were to do this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, you, like, the thing is, you can't just, like, think about it. You know, you actually have to, like, write write it out. You gotta plan, you gotta have like, a plan. You, yeah, you gotta have a plan. And that's what I did, like, when I was like, ooh, maybe I can, like, combine my interests with, with like, drugs and, you know, and cannabis and politics, 
And I like literally did a bunch of fucking research, bro. Like I literally wrote down all those organizations, mm-hmm. normal marijuana policy projects. Because you're passionate about it. Yeah, like that's the thing. Yeah, you gotta have a passion. Passion. You know, like, you gotta be able to like willing to like stay late, wake up early, do that whole fucking work. thing. You know what I mean? Like, and like yeah, like I, I was writing these organizations down. Like I was you know, applying to stuff. Like, cause it, like it, it all started because like I remember in the beginning I wanted to have my own business, my mm-hmm. own cannabis business, right? I wanted to do that here in Utah. I was like, I want to legalize it so that I can have my own shit. Yeah. But then I started looking into it, like, what does it actually take to have your own mm-hmm. cannabis business? And I, I looked at, like, you know, the, the, the programs in Nevada, the programs in Cali, the programs, you know, in other states, and I was like, fuck, this shit's hard. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'll ever will be able to own my own business, but maybe I can just, like, get my foot in the door and work for a business or, like, work for an organization. So when, one day when that yeah. opportunity arises, you already know what the They'll fuck. Give them a share, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I want to be in. I, wanna, yeah. I, I just want to be in somehow. Yeah. You know? I want to be a part of that industry. Like, like if, because at the time, right, like, it's, that's the cool thing about college. I think, like, that's why, I, like, I'm really happy that I went to college because I feel like it gave me, like, a couple of years to just, like, think. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally, that's the cool thing about college. Like, now being in the, like, in, in working, right, like, working full-time and shit, it's different, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you go to work and you come home and it's like, fuck. Like, what now? Yeah, like, like you, maybe you do have time, though, like, if you, if you, if you like, do some time management, plan your time out and stuff. But, like, I don't know, I feel like when I was in college, I had time to, like, think about what I really wanted to do with my life. I had time to, like, plot, plan, you know what I mean? Like, set goals and stuff. And I feel like a lot of people who aren't in college especially people from like my upbringing right like first gen and everything they just don't have the time to do that you know because you got to go to work you got to pay bills you, you have a family you have kids like you, know, you got to help your parents or something right like you, yeah. just, you don't really have time to like do that uh-huh. and yeah that's that's what i got out of it i was like you got to make a plan if you're interested in something make a plan go with the plan and shoot your fucking shot and that's a good note to end on yes sir pedro. ladies and gentlemen pedro thank you so thank much you. for coming we appreciate oh, yeah, you man plug in all your socials Shout out Maudi too. Yeah, shout, shout out Maudi. We need to have Maudi on the pod, bro. But yeah, Pedro eighteen Rasta on IG. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Pedro. Thanks, bro.